0: Welcome to another episode of the Limitless Life Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Smith. And if you have not done so, hit that subscribe button so that you never miss another podcast. And if you love this podcast, you want some more tips and tricks on how to improve yourself, go ahead and subscribe to my YouTube channel. There are a ton of instructional videos there. You can find the links down below. However, for today, my friends, for today, my friends, I have a wonderful guest, Jay Jackson. Dude. Thank you very much for coming on to the show.
1: Yo, Kyle, appreciate you for having me, man. Let's rock and roll, brother. I'm glad to be here. Man, uh, super, super pumped. So
0: usually people ask, like, what is it you do, stuff like that to kind of get the ball rolling, or they have an introduction. But what, what I would like to know is, how is it that you impact the lives of the people around you? Oof.
1: Man, I don't think I've ever had anybody ask me that question. <laughs> hmm. I would say the best way that I I impact most people around me is uh one by action, you know, by by what I do, how I live, uh, the behaviors that they see, you know, like growing up as a kid, um, e- even when I was like 14, 15 years old, people see me working out, you know, for football you know, and just being consistent with it day in and day out, right? And that led all the way into college. You know, I didn't know if I was going to go to the NFL or not, but I still continued to work out just religiously because I knew, like, just through hard work and consistency, something was going to happen. <laughs> like, that, that that's what I felt and, and really thought and believed. And so even nowadays, uh, one of my cousins just reached out to me maybe about two weeks ago. He was like uh hey quiz, because that's like what my family members taught me. They call me quiz. And um I'm like quiz, man, you 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 always been consistent. Man, I see you popping up all on Instagram and Facebook, man. I just get all motivated all the time. And I'm like, that's 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 the reason, you know, just through action and behavior. Sometimes that's the leadership that people need to, you know, get get started because they're like, damn, he's out there getting it. Like, I should at least be able to do it a little bit. Let me just get started. And so that's what I say,
0: dude. That's a great answer. I I really like that actually, because then I I'm a big proponent for. People can always talk, and it, and it works internally too. Like we can talk, yeah. but when things are just repeatedly said rather than things are being done, then we find ourselves just recycling our same experience over and over again. So if we want a different experience. We got to have a different input and by people being inspired by you leading by example and being someone that practices of what they preach. And I I see it as like, there's an alignment, your words and your actions are in alignment. I think when we find ourselves in alignment and we see others in alignment, I think that inspires, um, and a deeply rooted spark that all of us kind of have. Yeah, I believe so
1: absolutely that's pretty sweet
0: so before we were talking uh you mentioned that you w- were a football player and you absolutely crushed in football do you, you want to talk a bit about that one real quick and i do have a question about football to coaching it's it's kind of a neat
1: <laughs> cool 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 so man like football started for me back in like i think i was maybe like five years old back when the helmet was bigger than my whole body you know you see the little mighty mice running around <laughs> just little know- heads there you go. A little big legs running and then somebody just slams into somebody else and everybody just tips over and fall. <laughs> oh. um, that's where it started for me. And, um, and over the course of my like football journey, which ended in, in, uh, college, I went to Georgia State University. I walked on, but, um, one of, one of my biggest things was just, it became like, I, my father came into my life when I was about 12 or 13 years old. And, um, you know i seen him just coming to all my football games i'm like man who is this guy and then i started to realize like this is my pops you know and he came to all my games consistently and it became it it was like yeah i wanted to play football but it became i want to make my pops proud you know and so i started to go harder because of the obs- obsession of He's like proud. He's like, that's my son right there, you know. And I think all, all most sons kind of like seek that validation from their pops, you know. And so um, that it just became that, that constant chase of that validation. Like, man, you, you, you're worth. You're doing the things that I feel like my son should be doing. You're, you're successful, you know. And so um, as I got into high school, you know, play football with Cam Newton. And uh, some some people may know that name. You know, he played with Auburn and all. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, in college and but yeah. So uh, things were great there. Then I went in went into college, walked on, played football at uh, Georgia State University, and actually didn't make the football team the first time around. I had to try out twice, and so I had my little what do you call it? The Rudy. Have you seen the movie Rudy before? Yes. Yeah, I felt kind of like Rudy, like trying out. <laughs> <laughs> and so um made it the second time around. And then uh things just kind of my second year going in, I was I started to notice that it just wasn't going to be for me. You know, I, I had accepted that and uh I kind of went into a little bit of a depression, but I had already been like training people a little bit, but I felt like I had failed my pops. I felt like I had failed myself and a lot of other people who had been seeing me be so consistent with working out and playing football, I'm like, man, this is me. Like now I'm not me anymore. I'm not that J football player, you know? And uh, then it turned into me pouring my passion into working out because that's what I had done all the way up until that point of, you know, trying to, you know, get to the, get to the league. It was work out football and get a, get good enough grades to be able to continue to play football. <laughs> and, um, and so after that, I was just like, "Man, I'm just gonna pour all my energy into just helping other people get in shape," and that became the passion, and you know that's where the whole uh, fitness career really started to take off. Beautiful.
0: You kind of yeah. touched on you kind of touched on my question there, like a smidge there, so it's a perfect flow on this one. Yeah. Uh, but you mentioned there that you went into about bout of feeling depressed when yeah. you were finished football. And I've I've heard before, and I think it's kind of the same sentence for retirement, uh, where uh, sometimes you'll often see, or you'll see athletes die twice in their life, once when they retire and once when they actually kick the bucket. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And so I know a couple of people that still struggle even years later, like let's say eight, 10 years, like even decade later and they still struggle with consolidating or making peace with them no longer having football player as a part of their identity and the character that they see themselves as right and i see people struggle or former athletes and they're still crushing it like they're crushing it as people and they're doing amazing but that they're still pulling they're still pulling that past into the present so they're living in a past present rather than a present future state of mind Mm -hmm. where they're bringing that past pain into the present so what was that shift in identity or that shift in character design i like to put it like from football player to coach and coach to business owner and how how do you kind of um not guide your way through but how did you um kind of make make your way through that journey i suppose
1: right right so that's that's man that's an amazing question actually um so i know a lot of times we hear personal development gurus and all different types of business owners and they make it seem like it's a pretty you know you just you go from here and then you start leveling up and you start growing and man, it's messy. Like, success is is like a zigzag. It's all over the place. You're like, you're going up, you're happy, excited, you think you found something, and then you crash and burn. And then you get a little bit more success, and then you crash and burn again. And you're like, oh, my God, what is going on here? And you feel like you're kind of like going through this whole midlife crisis. And But for me, um, when, when football was kind of like it, it came to an end, I started – thinking to myself like okay I can't be looked at as like I'm excelling in in sports anymore and so I said okay well what do I still have you know what, what what do I still have to my name that people can say I know Jay for this and it was me being in shape me being me had already been working out me being a hard worker like I was a captain on my my high school football team not because I was one of the best players but because I was one of the hardest workers you know like I used to have guys that would would be at practice and I'd be the guy that people would say man slow down damn why you got to work so hard you're making everybody else look bad you're making us gotta work hard now and I'm like well y'all gotta step y'all shit up <laughs> so you know it's just like kind of like leading by example and um I was like you know I think I'm gonna lean into this more you know and um, so I started working out harder and as I started working out, I'm like, okay, like I'm starting to see my body change a little bit more. I can really focus because I had went to college for exercise science. And so I was training some people on, on the side to, you know, make ends meet and I was on a struggle bus financially in college. But um, I found myself, you know, basically u- utilizing the information that I would learn in college for exercise science and nutrition on my clients. And it became an obsession. I'm like, man, I get to use the information I'm I'm learning on my clients versus the other people who are in my classes. They're just learning book smart stuff because they weren't trainers yet. And so it just kind of like helped me speed up my journey so much faster because I'm able to apply it versus just read it, take a test and move on to the next course. You know what I mean? Mm. And so that, that really helped me you know, shift my identity some in a, in a relatively fast period of time because I was like, okay, either I'm going to sit in this depression for months and just feel bad about myself, or I got to find something else that's going to help me like, get out of this funk. And so one thing that I've, I've noticed in my life that, that really helps me get out of funks really fast is if I'm learning something and I feel like I'm growing. And that could be learning something about almost anything, really. It, it, I just have to feel like I'm growing. And I feel like that should be a goal for anyone who's considering entrepreneurship or just business in general, because there's going to be a lot of rough patches. And if we're doing, for me, daily personal development, like if I'm noticing that I'm kind of rolling into like a little a funk or something like that. 10 15 minutes, I plug in a podcast. I'm listening to Ed Mylet or mm. uh, somebody else, you know, um, what, what's his name, from uh, first form, um, Andy Frisella. you know, and just plugging in the podcast to just get me going. Because sometimes we need to just esteem ourselves with somebody else's energy, somebody else's confidence, somebody else's uh, success. And so that we feel that, mm. let me go get it done. You know, I can do this. And sometimes we need to prime ourselves to be able to do that, you know. So that's kind of what's helped me uh, go from, you know, just bounce from, you know, being in a bad situation, turn that bad situation into a better situation, and then just continuing to like level up. But just know that it's, it's zigzags throughout the journey. Love that, dude.
0: Yeah, it's uh, uh, when you. I like that. I'm I'm very much in the same uh, kind of uh, uh, spot where if I find myself in a downward kind of spot, it's like, okay, how can I change the input to change the output? How Mm -hmm. can I change the state to change the strategy? And that's, that's where, that's where I I think, I think that's pretty common with folks that are trying to uh, I like to put it as being a positive contribution to the human race. That's how I like to kind of frame it and perpetual learning and always learning as a part of that, and I think when we are not selective of our input, yeah, then our brains can go all over the place with all the kind of shenanigans. And if we don't filter the information, then we're just like freaking yeah. not in a good spot, not in a good spot. That's such so a my man,
1: so go ahead, sorry. I'm glad you said that because uh, early on and we, we just kind of learned along our journey, right? And something that I noticed when I was younger I would just plug into any and everything and just search of something to give me like a a sign, but like piggybacking off of what you just said, as we grow, we want to, we start to pay attention to patterns. Like I hear, you know, Tony Robbins talks a lot about pattern recognition. And so I started noticing patterns of like what helped me become a little bit more successful and what caused me to kind of fall back into my old ways. And one of them that caused me to fall back was being scatterbrained all over the place. Mm -hmm. What helped me to move forward was just kind of taking some self-time and thinking about what am I going through right now? Am I overwhelmed? Am I afraid of something? You know, and, and then that just helped me channel and be more intentional about the information that I'm plugging into. And so sometimes I may need, you know, a Jim Rohn or Tony Robbins type of a personality to plug into other times. Well, I'm like, man, I I just got to get it done. I'll plug into, um, what's the guy who can't can't hurt me? David David Goggins. Yeah. Yeah, Or some Andy Frasella Who's going to be, who's going to tell you like it is, you know, it's like, they're different energies, but sometimes we need a little bit of the other one than, than, than this one over here. And so it helps you just learn how to be a little bit more intentional and being living more on purpose as far as like what information is going to be most helpful for where we are now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Love it. So we chatted about quite a, quite a bit of the past. We chatted about the present and how you shift uh, your state into a different strategy. What is, uh, what's, what sets your soul on fire and where is it that you want to go with that
1: Oh, the future? What do you envision? What's your intention? Man, what sets my soul on fire? Growth. And growth is one. Uh, Me constantly seeing myself grow. But what really does it for me is when I know what I'm doing has helped somebody else grow. You know, and I feel like fitness is just, it's kind of like a vehicle to be able to really get into like the inner Side of you know most of men and, and even women too, because I help some women here and there. But the fitness is yeah, it helps people lose the weight, it helps them build the muscle, it helps them get the six-pack and all that good stuff. But um, they have to become a different person. And so it's just fitness is just the gate, the gateway to get them to start thinking differently. And as they start thinking differently, they develop different character traits, they develop consistency. They develop, you know, being a finisher and just not a starter. They develop, you know, wanting to be a leader and, and thinking about being a leader in a different way. You know, somebody who's, you know, 80 pound overweight, they have three or four kids. One, one of my, one of my uh, coaching clients, he's dropped 80 pounds and nice. he has his own business, wife, four kids, didn't have any energy, always unhappy. And now this dude, he, he's ran a full marathon, you know, had his kids with him on the sideline. You know, he finished the marathon. He's down 80 pounds. And it's like, he's a completely different person. That just that feeling alone, like if I'm ever in a rut, I can just think about his story, look at his transformation and everything could be burning, burning down around me. I feel so much better about life, you know. And so those type of things uh, really, really light my, light my spirit on fire and make me want to go get it. I can, I really resonate with that a lot where I,
0: I found, I think it's the same for like all coaches yeah. where they may, even if there's enough information to sh- say like, no, like look at all of these before and afters, testimonials, what your clients are telling you, all that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. And then what, it's so interesting how there's still those days because we're still human, right? Where we think, am I doing good enough? Then it's always nice to look back and remember and just say like, no, you're doing like really well. You are helping people and remember the impact that you're having on other people's lives and push through how you're feeling now because it's not going to last. And in my mind, this is my internal dialogue. Now I have a responsibility to help other people because I have helped those people and those people and those people. And then it's like, no, just got to get out of the, get out of, or I would put it as get out of my own way. I got to get on my own way. I can feel whatever the feel, but there is more information indicating that I am doing better than I think or feel I'm doing or feel I'm doing. I think I'm doing better or I think I'm doing well and I feel like I'm not. That's like, Little thing. And I think this is like something I always remind myself that I think is fun, but I find that feelings are flaky and feelings are like flaky friends, uh, like motivation. I find that motivation is like a flaky friend where it's great when the friend is around, but you can't depend on them when it's moving day. Right. (laughs) So It's like, are you going to depend on that one flaky friend to help you out when you just know that they're not going to show up when it's necessary or not necessary, but when it's needed motivations like that. And most other feelings are like that, where they come in and then they, for, we make long term decisions based off of short term feelings. And then we end up in a sewer cycle where we just are like, oh my gosh, I have to feel different to be different. No, no, no. You got to be different to feel different.
1: Oof. I like that one. That's 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 right. That's raw, that's raw and real right there. Yeah, thanks, I, man. I I like what you said there, um, because I believe stacking wins is one of the best things people can focus on doing. Because the more wins we stack, it just shows us, hey, we're we're putting in the work. You know, I'm I'm doing the work, and you can see it's almost like a video game. The more you stack up those wins, you can just look back and look at the scoreboard. You're like, okay, it's not so bad. I'm I can do this. All right, let me get back in the game. Let me go do it again. You know? And so that, that's how I look at it as well. Like just putting in that work and it's proof that we can get it done. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: So how is it? uh... Actually, that's kind of a cool question. So, Knowing you now, seeing you as is, we're going back to the past, I suppose. What do I need to know about you as a kiddo
1: in order to understand the person that I'm talking to right now? What do you need to know me as a kid versus who I am now?
0: What do I need to know about you as a kid to understand you now?
1: Hmm. To understand me, mm, I would say the biggest thing would be just, it, I can almost, I've been thinking about writing the book, like I've written two books, you probably can see them behind me, mm-hmm. but um, one of the, one of the other things as far as like me thinking about writing a book is just showing people that there's always going to be hardship, you know, there's going to always be some type of hardship in life. And, um, you know, even the way I grew up, I didn't grow up in like the worst situation. I've seen people go through way more uh, suffering than I have, but um, just the hardships that I went through and just the consistent, you know, moving forward, even though the struggles were there, you know, moving, moving forward, even though my dad wasn't there, moving forward, even though. I had you know, disagreements and times where I didn't speak to my mom. And um, it, it's just like, okay, I'm continuing to move forward. And having a positive outlook on it too. Like knowing that I'm gonna be able to make it even though these bad things are happening. And it's just a conditioning of like resilience, like mental and, and physical resilience. Because I think that a lot of times... One of the things that really woke me up in my life was that um, when my pop started becoming more vulnerable with me, uh, and this was in my mid-20s, because prior to that, I thought he was a superhuman. I never knew that he had a bad day. I never knew that he, you know, felt certain emotions or anything like that, and um, up to that point, I was just... Go hard, do all that I can. And I was thinking that I was the only person that was going through certain emotions internally and mentally. I'm like, man, am I the only person that feels bad sometimes just for no reason when I wake up? (laughs) Like, I don't want to do nothing. I just want to sit here and just look at TV, you know, and just am I the only one who just feels like just in a rut for whatever reason sometimes? And so, and but I still move forward. And when my pops showed me that he also had bad days and he was still moving forward, I'm like, man, I feel like I'm human now. (laughs) Like it just brought it back to, to, it just brought it back and made me feel like, okay, it it just brought a big weight off my shoulders because I felt like I I was having to be something different than everybody else. You know, I was like, man, I'm the only person going through this stuff. And so long story short, I would say being aware that we're not too much different. Like we all go through different emotions of anger, overwhelm, struggles, suffering, doing things when we don't feel like doing it. And it's just that constant, I'm going to move forward regardless. And it just builds that resilience in you. It builds our character. And so just not straying away from the straying away from the suck not straying away Mm -hmm. from the suffering because that's what truly builds our character man you know and because if if we don't continue to move forward and we just kind of settle and we sit back in fear there's no growth you know Mm -hmm. we settle but in my life all these books behind me (laughs) are, are things that you know during my rough patches I'm like How can I solve this problem to continue to move forward? How can I get over this anxiety or overwhelm or feeling of sadness, feeling like I'm not enough, feeling like I don't know if it's going to work, like the doubt may creep in? And it's like, I always found something to help me continue to grow. And throughout the process, it didn't happen overnight, but that's where the resilience helped me get through it. You know, the mental toughness and the, you know, all the pressure and everything that we tend to go through. That's, that's what uh, uh, you know. Just helped me continue to grow from from uh, the challenges. That's awesome, dude. It's actually funny. I was
0: chatting with someone, It it just popped up here, but it mm-hmm. I was chatting with a with a client of mine, mm-hmm. and we were kind of talking about something similar. Where it's mostly the cognitive stuff is mindset or uh, shifting shifting in per, uh, perspective and stuff like that, right? Um. Or yeah, I got two parts on this. So the first part was. I can imagine people saying the words easier said than done, right? Where it's easier just to say the things and then just then think of it done. And what I, what I said to my client is that it's easier done than repeatedly said, where rather than repeated, repeating the same phrase, I should do this. I must do this. I want to do this. Why not just get it done? And then you don't have to waste time and energy and effort on repeating the same sentence but getting none of the good shit
1: oh, man that's oof. that's that's spot on man because Great. i um I, I don't know i don't want you to miss out on the, the other second thought but i'll remember it cool cool so a lot of times i think a lot of people go through that man you know man uh when new year's comes around oh, i want to lose this 50 pounds i'm gonna try i'm gonna do it this year you know, they lose five or 10 pounds, gain, gain it back. They're doing the same thing the next year. Ah, this, this is going to be the year for me. I'm going to knock off another 50, 50 pounds. I'm going to knock off the 50 pounds and do it, knock off a little bit, gain it back. And I think um, what happens to some people and, and why I like what you just said when it comes to just getting it done is because it's almost like credit. Like our consciousness doesn't really know too much of the difference on if like when 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 these banks and these different companies, lenders are considering lending us money and look at our credit scores, right? And that may not be the only thing, only factor, but they look at that kind of stuff. And it's like, is this person responsible enough for us to lend money to? And so subconsciously, mm-hmm. if we continue to do things that are not moving us forward, we're just kind of halfway doing, it. we're half assing it. We lose a little bit of weight, but not, we don't finish we build up that 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 thing in our head that credit we build up bad credit and it's like i don't know if i'm responsible enough to really get it done i don't know if i can really do it you know and after doing that so many times repeatedly then when it comes to investing in a business coach i mean a, a fitness coach or something or even a business coach we don't trust ourselves because we can we're, we're trying to do it we are just mm over and over again. And now we don't trust ourselves. Now, instead of just getting it done, it's like, come hella high water, this weight's coming off. I don't care what it takes, I'm going all in, just commit to just making it happen. And, and that's what truly, like, breaks us out of that cycle, that loop of just going over and over and over again, doing the same thing, saying we're going to drop the 50 pounds again saying we're gonna get the abs this year saying we're gonna make the 10 15 20 grand this year it's like it's about to happen now i'm doing all that i have to do i'm not doing my best i'm not trying i'm doing all that is required and that i have to do to get it done and that's that's what i believe is um the biggest thing most people need to focus on i really like that i really
0: like uh um basically anything that's goes around, along with like, I like philosophy, psychology, uh, and I like, I like practices where it focuses on the mind kind of stuff. And what I like, what I like is when, or what I like about the, this, okay, this is kind of a weird little thought. So each year, this is my own little philosophy. Each year is a different chapter of our life, right? So I, I've, I've I'm 33 here, but I also make peace with from here to zero, right? But then I also push it forward from here to age 100. And it's the grandfather frame where I am, if I'm thinking of this moment where I'm hanging out with you, Jay, and I'm actually experiencing a memory of my 100-year-old self, is my 100-year-old self proud of the work that I'm doing right now? So I have, that, I have that thought process where it's time travel, right? Internal time travel. Yeah. It's just reflection. It's just reflection. And then along with that, if we look at each of those chapters where we end up trying to make peace with our past and our present and our future, then we have, uh, which kind of ties into what I was going to say, a oneness where you experience the same feels that I experience right? That your dad experiences that my mom would experience, right? And I think that when we realize that other people are feeling the same thing as us, we have that sense of oneness. And that actually happened the other day on Wednesday, where I think that there is that weight that is lifted off when we realize, holy shit, we actually have so much more power up here than we actually think. And, uh, going with, going with, just getting it done each of those chapters. So my 32 year old self is one reality. 31 was another 30 was another 29 was another 28 was another. And there have been in the last two chapters or two years, there's been more just get it done. And it's actually not, it's not in a sense of getting it done to escape something. It is getting it done to shift to something Mm, like that. So I'm shifting from here to the other kind of reality. And that's kind of inspired by uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza, where you're thinking about different realities or quantum, like quantum physics rather than external Newtonian physics. You're thinking of your thoughts in here. And then you're just kind of creating the uh, just based off the information that you have. And then just creating that different kind of life and stuff like that. And I think when we decide that it is just time to get it done and we pivot into that new self or that new frequency, then we're – and we make peace with that past. Then we become empowered. I'm on a freaking – Stuff's going through the brain now, but we feel empowered and we are okay with making peace and letting go of, let's say, hypothetically, that identity of being a chef or that identity of being a football player or that identity of being this or that, because we get to go into just another chapter. Otherwise, we're just writing one chapter and every day we're just rereading the same chapter expecting a different thing to be said in the chapter however we're not writing another chapter so nothing's gonna happen
1: oh man that's deep That you might need to write a book on that
0: <laughs> honestly i'm glad we recorded it
1: <laughs> yeah that's that's so true man because um i can't remember who i heard say this um there's, there's this guy who used to do a lot of consulting back in the days so i think he still does his name is sam ovens oh yeah And uh, man, like I went through his course and I think that one of the best parts was the mindset. And, you know, you you see this in, you know, acting and movies and things like that. You see these actors, they basically shift their entire identity to be the character in that movie or TV show. And so there's really no, it shows that it's possible for everyone else to do it as well. We just have to be intentional with what habits and traits Does the person that we need to become uh, need to have already possessed? And so that's how we step outside of the continuous loop of living the same life, the same way, the same struggles, same goals every single year. And we're able to excel and progress into newer goals, newer things that we want to accomplish because we've adopted the right traits. We've adopted into the new character. Instead of being the character of football player, Jay Jackson, now it's fitness professional, Jay Jackson. And then at some point, it's going to be more motivational, self-improvement, personal development, Jay Jackson. But there's just always this continuous growth uh, over, you know, just throughout our journey. Every every year is a new chapter, like you said. That's, ah oh, man, that's a good one. I like that. that that's a good topic right there, <laughs>
0: Man, I, I love that kind of stuff. And I actually like how you said uh two words that stuck out that I I always say, and that's adopt and character. And I actually think of it I like I used to play a lot of video games. And by a lot I mean one. Or actually, no, I played a lot of Assassin's Creed. But anyways, I played Skyrim and that was my RPG, like role play games. And I played so many hours of that. It's stupid. Then what I've learned from that experience of playing a bunch of video games is one, the same duration of time that I dedicated to accomplishing objectives in a video game, I could have applied to the external world. Mm. So that was the first realization. The second realization is that all Mm. of us are just characters in a video game. So you're the main character of your game and I'm your NPC. I'm your non-playable character just right, like right. I am the main character in my game and you're my NPC mm-hmm. and we're we create the objective we're going to hop on a podcast boom objective uh objective accomplished experience points collected
1: right right Ooh. Man, and I
0: love- so <laughs> right and so what I, I refer to myself as the character of Kyle like It's so interesting because you know when people are thinking where they see someone and they think, oh, they must have been born like that somehow or they must have been like that forever. I will say 100% that the person that I portray, the character that I portray has been carefully crafted into this character because I see it, this character being the one that could help positively impact and collaborate and be a positive contribution more so than any incarnation of my levels 32 31 30 so on my level 33 i'm excited to get to level 100 and to see what kind of character i become from from that and it's the gamification of this existence
1: yeah man that's that's powerful man because when you think about it, going back to that stacking wins, you know, it's like we're stacking wins based on each year. And it's not like the some of the wins that we stack, we develop kind of like the video games, going back to the video games, each level for us to get to that next level in a video game, we get stronger. We may get like a new weapon or a new tool, you know, it might be a... We might have just had like a little bitty baby shovel in level one. Now we have like a long golden shovel that we can shovel with. And, and then the next level is shiny. And now, now we have an a axe in the next level. And so it's like as we're stacking these wins, we're building our character. We're building these traits about ourselves. And we're more equipped to continue to crush the new goals. And we just keep stacking wins. Man, it's ah you got me amped over here man you got me amped up yeah <laughs> just super
0: pumped just after this podcast it's just gonna be like we're gonna go crush some chest <laughs> i guess it is a friday flex right. friday
1: right.
0: <laughs> mm. Fuck yeah. just fucking flex. flex oh man uh let's see okay so what what would be uh Oh, okay. This is kind of a cool question. I suppose if we're, yeah, if we're talking about characterization, so the character of Jay Jackson, what is the next skill you see yourself learning to excel to or to gain more XP points or to excel
1: to that next level? Really good question, man. The next level for me because uh, I'm having to break my identity again, you know, I'm having to step away from just being fitness professional uh, leader by doing to being a leader of understanding how to show and teach other people, you know, and, and so that they can adopt the, the same type of skills that I have, and that's um, that's going to be my next level, and so understanding how to de- delegate effectively, understanding how to lead effectively uh, as I continue to hire more and more people on my team. And um, that's how I'm going to be able to kind of, not necessarily free up my time because I'm always going to want to grow and do more, but I feel like that's part of business. You know, you can't just be a one-man army forever. <laughs> it just depends on how big your your dreams and, uh, and uh, aspirations are, but, you know, I have some big dreams and so... Uh, I want to be able to, you know, bring other people in who can fit inside of that dream and, you know, have, you know, dreams that can grow within it, you know? And so that's, that's the next, that's going to be Jay Jackson 2.0. I got to start leading and delegating. I like that. I like that a lot, dude. Uh,
0: so what do you, what do you find to be the biggest struggle with this Jay Jackson
1: 2.0? The biggest struggle with the J, well to to becoming the new Jay Jackson. Hmm. The biggest struggle is the fight between the old Jay Jackson where it's like I can get it done myself. I can go get it done. I can I can do it harder, faster, stronger, push through all the, the, the resistance, work longer hours all by myself. And taking taking off that cape and saying to myself, this cape over here can put you in a position where you don't burn out. This this cape over here can put you in a position where you can help even more people mm-hmm. because now you're not trying to do it all by yourself. And so that's kind of been the biggest challenge, but you know, I, I've already started hiring, so I'm kind of breaking. I feel like uh, it's like we're always evolving. And when I think about it in my head, it's like I'm breaking myself. It's like, uh, you're no longer this person anymore. You know how, uh, what, what are they? Like Like some certain bugs, they kind of like, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. They, they, they go into this little cocoon and then when they come out the cocoon, like a caterpillar, they turn to a butterfly. And so I'm coming out of my cocoon and I'm now having to spread my wings and become the butterfly or the moth and so, so that um, I can continue to fly and grow and, you know, go on to bigger and better things. It's called the... Uh
0: you're you're undertaking a metamorphosis
1: metamorphosis there you go <laughs> yeah
0: i never thought i'd get to use that word in a sentence in a casual sentence that's great <laughs> <laughs> not not usually it wouldn't really pop up very often uh, that's right. pretty cool man i think i i think that there's like a uh have you ever heard of what is it called
1: maslow's haslow's hierarchy of needs I've heard of it. I think I've heard Tom, Tony Robbins talk about it here and there. Oh, I, I can't think remember. he probably has then. But yeah, it's, but... uh, how's it go?
0: It's, so the very top one, it ends with self-actualization. I just popped it up here. Here we go. So self-actualization. So at the base, it's organized as a pyramid. And it's at the bottom of the pyramid, it's physiological needs. So breathing, food, water, shelter, clothing, sleep, which I think, pretty much got then go up to the next level and it's safety security, health employment, property, family and social ability. then above that is love and belonging friendship, family intimacy, sense of connection above that is self-esteem, confidence achievements, self-respect of others, the need to be unique and individual and then where I find I think self-esteem is where um a couple people kind of stop at where they feel like they have the things that they wish to have, or at least the things that on a checklist of what we accept as a society of living a good life, people kind of stop there past that point is known as self-actualization, the top of the pyramid. And that is the development of morality, creativity, spontaneity, acceptance, experience, purpose, meaning, and inner potential. And I find that when people are pursuing a life of learning and a life of growth, then even without knowing that hierarchy of needs, we find ourselves naturally progressing towards it.
1: Mm. That's powerful, man.
0: And I think it's a common, I kind of call it like a common denominator thing where I, this kind of started with asking the question of what is the truest truth? And to find a truest truth, I look at things objectively as much as possible and break it down to the common denominators. And what I found is the peeps that are doing, or at least the, the folks that are experiencing life that I admire, that are doing the things that I'm like, fuck, like the people I chat with like yourself on the podcast are people that I admire for one reason or another. It could be what they do, how they think. Uh, something they've created um or realistically it's they undergo some for, some sort of a metamorphosis where i think their story can contribute to the lives of others because when we plant the seed of potential possibilities then we can nurture it and subconsciously it's there no matter what and then mm. boom we're like oh my gosh i remember g jackson talking about metamor or his metamorphosis. And that's a great analogy to have in this moment. And it just pops up and then I can utilize that as we go. But I think, and so I think that when people get to the point where all the the needs or their day-to-day needs are set, then I find that more often than not, we end up feeling that sense of We just end up feeling like something's off. And I think that we don't go with done. We stop and we don't go into self-actualization. We don't see, we already got the things done. So what else could we do as the individual human being? What is it that we can actually take from our experience and teach others into that? So how you're going from the metamorphosis of the coach to the leader. Well, you were already a leader, but like more specifically leader of like your unit. Like you're creating your unit and you're becoming that leader. And as just, just by association, the thing that's beautiful about that is it's kind of like the movie, Pay It Forward, where those good vibes are going to be passed along them. And then although you can do a solid chunk of things yourself, the people that are going to be working with you are, are are going to adopt your philosophy, but then they're going to be able to have their own self-actualization. And I think when we can help uh, curate that curiosity and we just like really get people to let it fucking get in it and be like, you know what? Let's say nothing. Let's say nothing was impossible. Like nothing, there was no limitations. And someone could be like, well, what if I have shut your mouth, shut your mouth. Take away time, take away resources. What do you has, have as resourcefulness? And then where can you take the information? Because also all the information that's out there is all the exact same as a common denominator. If you look at any motivational book ever, they have the same kind of tenants. The thing that we admire is the personal stories behind it. And when we get to find the person that relates to us the most, we get a deeper connection where it's like shit this person feels the same way that i am or this person felt the same way that i do currently there is a possibility for me to change the trajectory of my life based off of a series of decisions yeah that's so and, powerful and then when yeah and then when we're able to have that self actualization then we put our unique twist to it and then what i find with self actualization is that it's not just the self actualization it's the actualization kind of like what you mentioned earlier that someone else feels the same feels that I'm feeling yes. and i think now cuz on wednesday i had this huge epiphany where there's just a lot of external internal peace peace all across my timeline and then also um just the realization that like this is the cool thing. This is, I'm on a big tangent now. I hope you're cool with this one. But the Mm -hmm. thing that's kind of neat is if you really think of it, the only separator between yourself and myself is our consciousness because you're made up of the same universe that I am made up of, right? Because we're from the same point of time in the big bang or whatever kind of relief of, or not relief, but uh belief, of the exist or the beginning of the universe, someone believes. One thing we know for certain is that something was created and here we are now. So if we're made up of the same universe, then what separates us and it's our consciousness, you bring a different story to the world than I bring, but we still have the same baseline tenants. And I think that that is a beautiful connection that all human beings have. And I found myself being, Uh, significantly more compassionate to others because I imagine myself in an alternate reality where let's say, for example, there's an alternate reality where there's a Jay Jackson that's actually a Kyle Smith and there's a Kyle Smith that's actually a Jay Jackson. And then there's another alternate reality where we're the wealthiest version of ourselves. And then there's another version of us where we're the homeless version of ourselves. And -hmm. we can imagine that by thinking, What do I know of being wealthy? What do I know of being homeless? And what can I think of that? So if I'm walking along and I see someone that's either or, I find myself more compassionate because I imagine an alternate reality where they are me. And then they, or, and then I am them. Because we're still from the same point of time. The only difference is our consciousness. And so hey. we bring more compassion, we bring more love into this world. In my philosophy,
1: Ooh. Man, you, you you may end up being a motivational speaker, man. Like not yeah, even just like, just like helping people see life differently and having a different perspective on y- y- your life could be your life is great now, but it could be this. It could be better or it could be worse. And if you want it to be better, you could could think about your life differently now, just knowing what your life could be if it was better. And so it just like unlocks a different perspective, you know, because there's things that we've, we've seen, we've heard, we've done that just are like sitting dormant in our brain. But having that different perspective makes us think about it. There you go. It's like limitless. Like I love the movie Limitless. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, buddy. Inspired by it, man. I can tell you the story about that one, but keep going with what you're saying. I love it.
1: And so this this dude, he, he literally took the drugs beforehand. He was like barely, he was a nobody. And then he he took those, uh, I can't remember what it was, what it was called, but uh NZ NZT or something right. like that. <laughs> yeah. And it just unlocked everything that was sitting dormant in his brain from all that he had seen and heard and done Uh, video games. He learned how to fight, you know, he's seen books. He's seen the book that the the young lady had and his brain just thought about all the different things he had learned and seen and heard about. uh, I think it was, I think she was being a doctor or something like that or a nurse and he helped her pass her test or something like that. And so it's like everything that we want to accomplish and we admire It's like, okay, what do I know now that could help me use those things as like a stepping stone to get to that point? We may not know everything, but it could help us just get a little bit further ahead. That's how I look at it. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, it's just like, it's
0: James Clear always talks about getting 1% better, or I think a majority of people are talking about 1%, 2% better, right? And I think if we just have, I think adopting any kind of thought process that has good intentions behind it and getting that 1% better and developing, like you were mentioning is, is like leaps and leaps and bounds in what we could accomplish. And the thing that I think people don't recognize or until like I say something like that, where it's more of a cognitive kind of thing, a cognitive approach to a better existence. Oh, that sounds cool. Um, that sounds really cool. I'm going to, (laughs) yeah. Um, so with, with that kind of way of thinking, we go from brainwashing ourselves into success where the brain's already there and the body gets to catch up Mm -hmm. actually. So that's that's one thing that i've i think i mentioned that one before but that's like when we are very clear on what we have accomplished and we can visualize it we can kind of feel it all we have to do so we've created the vision right we that's just it. have to catch up to what's already been created right so it's just like ch- chasing on chasing on that one yeah, I like that. yeah that's it's that's, that's really that's why I,
1: a lot of these self-help books, um, you know, from studying Jim Rohn and Tony Robbins and you know, a lot of other successful, you know, uh personal development, uh, Earl Nightingale, mm, uh nice, it's just like you gotta have a somewhat of a vision. And I, and I think for me personally, I haven't always seen what the vision is clearly, you know, but like I was talking about earlier, just always continuing to move forward regardless. And sometimes the pieces just start to present present themselves at different times in life, you know? And sometimes it's from being intentional about seeking what you need to solve in that particular moment, but it's not always gonna be that way. Sometimes it's doing enough to kind of get lucky in a way, like doing enough to put yourself in that situation where you met someone that otherwise, if you hadn't been doing enough, you would have never met. And that person could have said something to you that could have just changed it, changed it for you, gave you a, a different perspective. Or you've seen somebody who was just like you, may have heard their story, and they were in a situation just like you at one point, and you saw how their perspective changed. And you're like, oh, that's what I needed to hear. I'm not the only person that's been through this. And life takes off from there. Totally.
0: I, th- I like the, uh, I remind myself that luck is an equation and the equation is preparation plus opportunity equals luck. Mm-hmm. So when you're talking about how the pieces kind of just are just, I think that's the way that I think that's the beautiful way of recognizing that you're on the right track is that it's like, as you're walking, the bricks are being put down. And you don't know where that vision is. I think one day, I think I'm excited for the day where it's like, "Come on, I just figured it out. I know what my freaking absolute vision is." And I'll be like, "What? Tell me about <laughs> it, bro." But I think, like, I think just knowing that each step that you're taking forward, along with that learning, is adding a brick, brick by brick. You're just like. Going going with the flow, and I, I think that's a beautiful combination. Where it's like, in here and in your heart, you know that you're on the right trajectory. You don't know where it may go, but you know you're doing what you could. You you know you're doing what you possibly I'm just assuming this. What you feel you're meant to be doing. Right. And I think yeah. it's because you get that feedback from the input, like what you're doing, and your brain on a team. Obviously, if you're bringing on a team, if you're bringing people on, you got something special.
1: right? And that's right.
0: something special that is being a positive contribution to humans where they're becoming better versions of themselves. And I think that the cool thing about uh, being a coach or a consultant, and this is the way I kind of think of it is that you're not just a main character, but you're also the supporting cast where the main character in any story is always the loser. They don't know how to do shit in the beginning, but then they gain the mentors over time. They're Obi-Wans, their Yodas, their Gandalfs, their are um, Merlins, all these characters. They've already experienced their particular skill set. And I really find it fulfilling to be able to have the opportunity to be that Obi-Wan, to be that Yoda, to be that Gandalf. And
1: Okay. I, I don't like even that.
0: know where I was going with that, but I, I think it's some, something that's really cool is like, that's a cool thing about the consulting or the coaching is that you get to, you get to teach people how to take those skills and those tools and how to use them in a way that they get to feel confident in their own hero's journey. And Ooh, then yeah. that perpetuates. So they become the Gandalf for another person's hero
1: story. And I love I that. I love that. Yes, yeah, it's, it's almost like uh, what do they call like alchemy? Like, yeah. you, you're helping, you're creating for yourself, but your creations can be passed down to other people, or not even passed down, but just used to help other people elevate. Mm-hmm. You know, because we all know something. Like it, it could even be. A homeless person. It's something that they've created in their life, something that they've learned, a lesson that they've learned that we might not even know, you know, that could help us become maybe more compassionate, maybe more um, grateful, uh, whatever it might be. And uh, I believe we can all teach each other, man. I think the um, thing is just always be open to learning and never uh, feel like you know everything. Absolutely. I think when we get to, when we start to
0: think we know everything uh, that's where we find ourselves in the biggest trouble because, yep. well, I think it, it it comes from a point of, well, that part comes from a point of uh, ego, I would say, and ego is the acronym for easing greatness out. I love that God from Vince. Right. And uh, what I found with. What I found with learning, I really like the, there's the quote by Epictetus and he's a stoic philosopher way back in the day. I think that's where we get the word epic from. Maybe I'm just guessing. I have no idea, but uh, he says that we have two ears and one mouth for a reason. And our mouth is meant to eat food and our ears are meant to listen. And if we get to listen, we understand more context of The individual. And when we understand more context, we fill in the blanks that our mind was missing. But when we think that we have all the blanks filled, then we're just chatting. Yeah. We're just chatting. And that's all it is. And there's another fella, his name's uh Michael, Michael, Michael Benge, something like that. I forget his name. Uh, but I got his book, it's how to work with almost anyone haven't read it yet cuz i just pre-ordered it but uh he talks about how everyone has an advice monster and people are not and i've definitely experienced this and i catch myself now so when someone says could i ask your advice we're already trying to think of the solution in advance of hearing the context mm-hmm. so the advice monster comes up and is saying like oh just, just nodding, just like nodding and just pretending we're listening, but it's like, just finish what you're saying. So I can give you my advice. I just want to tell you my advice. And then we're going to be all good. And I, and we're not getting the information. We're not getting, we're not getting enough information to give productive advice. And I think when we get to take that time, step away from those Silly feels where we're just like, I just want to be right. I want to be a fucking rock star. I want to show my education. I want to show my knowledge and just listen. One, most people oftentimes figure out their own problems. But two, when we get to shut down that advice monster and actually listen, I don't even know where that was inspired by. But when we get that, when we just tone down that advice monster, then we get the opportunity to uh get the context and actually make room to learn. We create space to listen so that we can learn. That was the point. There we go.
1: Yeah. That's, that's important, man. Cause there's so many people who get caught up into just thinking they know enough to sometimes be perceived. Well, for them, they, they seek this uh like this, they have high status. They want to make people mm. feel like, Oh, I'm this great big person. I'm doing so well in life. And so they, talk more than they listen they don't they don't seek the the context like you were just sharing and um and so when they share because they didn't listen to the full context of what the person said they could have gave an even deeper level of you know clarity but because they were already locked in on oh I already know what they're going with this that's all they were thinking and now they're just waiting till that person gets done talking versus listening all the way through That's big. That's true. That's a great observation. I really
0: like that. I'm gonna listen back on it and then just gonna write. I'm just gonna go back and write all these notes down. It's gonna be good. Um, Yeah. Uh what was I gonna go with? I wanted to ask a question on the metamorphosis and the struggle of embodying the next level, the next incarnation of Jay Jackson. Where do you wh- are? How are you rewiring your thought process? So, and if so, how is it that you're going about that? So, how you used to think compared to how you recognize the thoughts or the way of thinking that you want to try to adopt in order to be able to. Be more efficient in the next in this next chapter. Have you been venturing into that little world?
1: Absolutely, man. I, I think um one it is two parts to it. It's understanding for me. I look at what I've done well and I look at what I have like far as like skills and traits that are actually doing well, that are helping me like progress. And then I look at the things that are not helping me because there's something that's holding me back. Otherwise, I would already be where I want to be at, right? And so and so now it's like, okay, what do I need to do? And for me, it's been, one, more action, right? That the action that I thought I needed to take to get to a certain level, it was only here, but I need to be at this frequency level. You know, versus at this, this frequency level is it's good, it's okay. But to get to these goals, my frequency level needs to be higher. And so what I've found to be able to get to that point, and uh with us being humans, and you know, we're we're creatures of like connection, we we feed off of energy, we feed off of frequency, we free feed off of like different levels of consciousness, people who are at different levels of consciousness. And so for me. I've been in a seek of, I've been seeking like mentorship. That's why I just joined a certain, you know, business coaching program because I see that this, these coaches are at a different level of frequency. They're at a different level of consciousness. And it's like, now I'm adopting what they're doing. I'm able to normalize this frequency and what they're doing. And that's how I kind of like, in a way, um, Like mimic it until it becomes, until I embody it, until it becomes a part of me. And so, you know, uh, if I were to say for other people, like I I can't say that would be the same for every other person, but I know at least for me, it's the environment. It it could be the person, the people that you speak to, which I believe is definitely going to be a part of it because if you want to lose weight, but you're hanging around people who have a frequency of always being tired, always complaining. Smoking cigarettes, always just just living in misery. Their frequency is, hey, it's not to say that they're a bad person, but they their frequency isn't where the person who wants to lose weight is. And so, if you want to lose weight, you want to get in shape, you need to be around other people who have a higher level of frequency. More than likely, these people are working out, these people are exercising, these people are eating better, different better food, you know, and so. The same thing can be said for people who want to grow in uh in business. You want to be around those type of people who um think differently and uh have that consciousness of like just already being aware of what what needs to be the priorities. You know, that's what I think strategy is, like what's the priority right now? You could do a lot of different things, but you need to prioritize these traits to grow versus all the other traits that you could be focusing on you know? And so that's where I'm at right now with, with, uh, growing. Mm. I like that. Damn. That was a good answer, dude.
0: <laughs> that was a great answer. Appreciate nice. it. I, I really like that. I like I, a couple of things. I like that you said, uh, seeking it out because you're actively participating in trying to change, uh, rather than passively waiting for the change to come to you. I think that's, that's very important. I think that's cool. Uh, the other part where it's frequency, absolutely, and it's a measurable thing, right? And I love like this is my hippie self coming out, but I love, I love like the 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 mindset kind of stuff or the frequency stuff where affirmations or anything like that, right? Where there is the studies to back it up, and then there's the frequencies match, and there's a lot. You can just tell when you walk into a room, right? Where it's like, I have a bad feeling about this, or I don't got a good vibe. Mm-hmm. It's I find that it's taking and it could be the same with friends too, where you're you feel obligated to be friends with someone just because you've been a friend with them for so long. But then that's uh that is it could be putting a halt to progress. So it's trying to figure out which kind of frequency that you want to be vibing at and just spending more time, like what you were saying. And then when you're seeking out the people that are, have already done or are currently doing the thing that you want to do, which why, is why I think apprenticeship programs for schooling is way, way more effective than just regular going and studying school. And story for that one, actually, when I was in high school, I, I worked pretty much all through high school. And then I also went to school and I worked Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And my usual time was Saturday, one to nine, one to nine on Sunday, and then five to close on Friday, or it was five to close, five to close one to nine. And then one day during the week. And then that was usually pretty late. And, uh, I was working all through that time. And then i was going to school and school wasn't exactly a high priority it wasn't working in my favor and i would be the quote-unquote like dumb kid like if you were to go just with my numbers you yeah. would be like yeah you're fucked <laughs> like social studies so this is pretty funny but social studies for the last for the final year i was really just mostly working And for my social studies, that's what got me to pass and graduate. And it was at 49.5%. They rounded it up to 50%. And that's how I graduated with all my credits. So this is the crazy thing. The same time that I graduated with that being my mark, I finished up my, I finished up my apprenticeship hours for culinary arts for post-secondary before I was done high school. So I could go first year and then. Cause I already got the hours and then I can do like, uh, I believe it was four months of culinary. I didn't end up pursuing it because I just went into the fitness industry instead. But what I learned is that when you get to hang around people that are doing the thing, it's not theoretical when you're going, when you're learning from someone who's already in shape or is already done a business or start a finished who has, Proven their business methodology to be functioning, and then archery—you learn from an archer. You learn uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. In Brazilian jiu-jitsu, you're not in a classroom. So if you're going to school to learn about business, the teacher oftentimes has not started a business. So you you're missing some of the blocks, but you also get all the information but you don't get the condensed information. You get a shotgun of information. You don't get a sniper rifle of information. And I think when we seek out those peeps that have already done it, or at least are just a bit better than ourselves, then that's when we get to uh, really excel in what we do. And there is a UFC fighter. And, oh, it was, uh, he's, he's Irish. And he's got like, He's not, his name's not Patty. It's someone else. But he said that there's three people that you want to spend time with, uh, to develop yourself. Um, someone, someone that knows less than you so that you can teach them someone that knows just as much as you so that you can compete with them and someone that knows more than you so that you can learn from them. And when you have that trifecta, then uh, the best way I kind of explain it is confidence is bred in competence. So competence breeds confidence. And I've, I define confidence as the continuation of information. Yeah. So the information doesn't stop at us. It continues forward. So we're paying it forward.
1: Yeah. And like if we,
0: it stops at us, then we are not confident because we have not been able to teach it.
1: Uh, ooh. Yeah, we we don't have that. We don't have a, like a level of like clarity on that specific thing. We may know a little bit, but we don't know. We don't have depth, a yeah. depth of on that particular like topic. Yeah, absolutely. That's, yeah, that's awesome, man. What a great word, depth. Oh, yeah,
0: you <laughs> use that one so well. It's like,
1: ah, oh, shit, it is depth. Yeah, there
0: you go. <laughs> that's so cool, man. I'm trying to think of like some other freaking crazy mind messed up shenanigans that we can go down rabbit holes. Uh, let's see. Hmm. How do you handle the fear of becoming someone new?
1: The fear of becoming someone new or is mm-hmm. it excitement? Huh? You know, that's a good question, man. I would say, there's really not a fear, as much as it is a hunger for for like a, like growth and progression. You know, I think I, what I've noticed among a lot of successful people, like people who and success isn't all just money, but I've noticed that money is a good scoreboard. You know, yes. and uh, these people have a high level of hunger. And the hunger drives up the frequency, like the the, the energy, the vibrations, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so, just understanding different ways to amp up that frequency, whether it be food, whether it be exercise. Um, for me, sometimes it's even like the dark side of things, you know, because you know some some people can get mad and angry, and they could put them in like a you know, a shitty rut kind of thing, you know, situation, but other times people can use that energy of anger, that energy of, I'm going to show these people who didn't believe in me, who doubted me, who hated on me, who may have took from you. Maybe you were in a bad breakup or whatever it might be. You Mm -hmm. use that energy, that, that energy was put in you for a reason. that that sadness or whatever it was and you can channel that energy towards something good to put you in a better situation and that's how we see some people they have a divorce they get into a bad breakup or you know uh they got booted out of a business deal or something and that anger is channeled into hunger and that hunger is channeled into more success and so That's what's been uh, driving me. And it's not just like anger and things like that, but it's also um, the sweet side of things, wanting to take care of people, wanting to do better for people. And so uh, taking care of my family, but just seeking enough reasons. I heard, um, what's his name? Uh, Jim Rohn say this once, most people don't do well because they don't feel well. And the other reason was most people don't do well because they don't have enough reasons to do well. And so, you know, finding enough reasons, just stacking them up, whether they be negative, whether it be positive, you're your own person. There's no right or wrong way to do it. It's just like, what's going to be the best way for you to get the job done? And whatever that takes, you just got to put it to work and not always have to seek validation from somebody else to give you the green light. Sometimes it's okay for us to give ourselves the green light. Dude, that was a
0: that's a great one. Yeah, that's a good one. I really like that. Okay. <clears throat> that one hit all the spots on that one. That was great. Shit, <laughs> dude. Okay. Well, with that knowledge bomb, that is definitely what I want the listener to take into the rest of their day, into the rest of their life that sometimes it's okay for them to give themselves a green light. And I think that that is permission that a lot of us desire to hear before we do the thing. And I think that you just provided that for a lot of people. And so I'm excited to see how that that frequency, like I'm feeling it now. Like I'm like shaking a little bit because I think that that could have like a, a really good impact on the person listening where they could take that moment and think, yeah, I can give myself the green light. I can push forward. Oh, that was beautiful, dude. Okay. I got two questions. This is going to be the final two questions. Sure. And these are the ones that I end with. Is there anything that I uh, didn't cover that or didn't ask that you wanted to talk about or reference?
1: This has been a great experience. I'm I'm all ears. So I'm ready for you. It's been it's been awesome. Awesome.
0: So uh so setting the scene. It is the end of your days. You are on your deathbed, whatever age you envision that to be. And the people that you care for, that you love, that you've um been a positive impact on their lives are around you. And you have one piece of advice that you can share. What would that piece of advice be?
1: Mm. What would that advice be? Man, that's a deep one. Hmm. I would say. Get, get strong on your values, like build very solid values and and never waver from those values if your if your values are being resilient and and tough mentally and physically never waver if your values are family do all that you can do to you know it you may not be perfect but do all that you can do to stand on your value of family being a value you know if if your value is um you know health and taking care of yourself and just being a better person, being, being a good person to other people, um, stand on those values. And that's what I believe is going to allow you to live a life where you feel, um, fulfilled. You don't look back in your days and say, man, I felt like I left so much on the table, you know, and me doing the things that I'm doing now in life you know, it, it's not where I want to be yet, you know, but I'm completely happy. You know, I'm happy. I'm I feel like I'm living on purpose and I'm learning through different challenges. And it's just been great, man. You know, and so that's that's one thing I would definitely tell people, like stand on build solid values, live by them. And especially as this social media world continues to, like, grow, it's like you, you hear people who they're talking about certain things that may not all be the best thing to do for some people, but some people who are, who lack confidence and lack solid values, they adopt everybody's values instead. And they find themselves not living a life that they truly want to live because they didn't have their solid, they didn't have solid values, you know? And um, so that way having these values you can hear somebody else speak about theirs and not feel like, oh, man, maybe I need to do that. It could be from a place of, oh, I like that. You know, I, that's, a, that's a good perspective. You can listen to it from a place of, like, genuine interest in saying to yourself, I like the way you think about that. That's not the way that I look at it, but I I appreciate hearing the way that you think about it. You see what I mean? Yeah, man.
0: Yeah. Dude, that's so good. I really like that quite a bit, actually. Uh, And then the final question this is always a good one. So the very, very best version of Jay Jackson is sitting next to you right now. Like the, the Jay Jackson where you're just like, that is the person that I envision being. That is the character I want to become and adopt the traits of. so that jay jackson is sitting next to you right now maybe looking through one of your books and uh or actually he's already written the book you want to write right that's a cool that's a cool kind of reference so he's sitting right next to you what advice is he going to give you for this season of your life
1: man just thinking about it before you even finished my eyes are like tearing up. I'm just like, ah, you know, but I I would say that version of myself is like, you're, I feel like we all go through seasons, you know, and him addressing where I am in the season I'm in right now. It's like, stay hungry, Mm -hmm. stay hungry, do all that you can do. Stay hungry, stay focused. And, um, and 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 not and and take time and and know when it's time to give yourself some grace to rest like stay hungry have high frequency do all that you can do but when you need the grace to rest give it to yourself and then get back on get back up and get back to it yeah
0: that's I think I might take some of uh, future Jay's advice there too. That's fantastic advice, dude. Oh my goodness. Well, folks, that is why I've got for you in today's very heartfelt episode. I'm like feeling it. Like this is a good episode, like very great interaction. Uh, Before I go into the ending, like Jay, dude, like good, good vibes, man. Like we're in different countries, but I just feel it right there. Like I just in my heart and in my gut and in my mind, I'm like, Whoa, this is cool. So got a little, got a little teary eyed as well. It's like fantastic conversation, dude. Like I'm very, very grateful for this opportunity of just chatting with uh, a brother from another mother. (laughs) (laughs) And it's very, it's like, this is a great conversation, dude. So for folks That's what I've got you, or that's what I got for you in today's episode. Where can people find you, Jay?
1: Uh, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, all uh, Jay Jackson official. J-A-Y Jackson official.
0: Perfect. And folks, if you love today's episode, please do me a favor right now. Share it on your Instagram stories and tag me with my handle at DapperDudeKyle along with at J Jackson Official. That is one of the ways that we grow. And until next time, be kind and I hope your day treats you as good as you look.